It's episode 13 of What's the Deal, Grosseal? The podcast exploring the people, places, history, and events that make Grosseal unique. I'm your host, Ben Fote. It's January of 2021, and it's still fairly mild outside. I've been down at Gibraltar Bay a few times this last month, and the lineup of boats east of there is impressive. That got me thinking about Grosseal's boating culture. Now, in the conversation ahead, you'll hear me say that I'm not a boating guy, and that's true. But in the next couple of months, I'm going to be talking with a variety of people who will help me and us learn why so many are involved in river activities and how to get involved, even if just peripherally. Luckily, I was able to reach Albemarle Boat Club in the off-season. That's where all those boats are stored. It won't be too long before their docks are busy again. Today, I'm pleased to be thinking about spring and talking with Commodore Neil LeBlanc, Vice Commodore Chris Purcell, and Jim Crooks, a past Commodore from Elbamar Boat Club. Thank you for being with me on What's the Deal, Gross Eel? Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with introductions. Can you guys introduce yourselves and, and tell us what your role is on El- at Elbamar? Well, I'm uh, past Commodore Jim Crooks. I was Commodore probably... 25, 26 years ago, and I'm just a regular member there. I do uh, a numerous amount of committees, and I like to be involved with the club. My name's Neil LeBlanc. I'm the current Commodore at Elbomar Boat Club. I've been there seven years now. My wife and I uh, recently moved to the island just just shy of four years ago. We, we were in Farmington Hills for many, many years, and we had joined the club while we were living in Farmington Hills, and then we just decided it'd be easier if we just moved here because of <laughs> our involvement with the club. We just spent a lot of time down here, and uh, so we made the move, and, and we've been here, like I say, four years. We love it. I'm in my final year as far as going through the flags, and sorry to see that go, but uh, I'll be I'll be a PC next year, and I'll be an advisor to the board for one more year. My name is Chris Purcell. I'm the current Vice Commodore at Albemarle Boat Club. Uh, my responsibilities at the club are house liaison, which means I'm in charge of all clubhouse activities as far as interior and just outside the club. Uh, this past year, we've been having to deal with, obviously, the COVID restrictions and uh, keeping Albemarle a safe environment for our members and guests. My wife and I joined about five years ago. We live just off the island in Southgate. And I've been around the club probably the last 30 years uh, with my parents' involvement and getting involved with it recently. Well, Chris, you really jumped into the, the hot seat this year, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we did. We did. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was quite the adventure early having to deal with Miosha and uh, uh, trying to get everybody on board. And, you know, we've kind of, we've gotten through it. It's, you know, the members really stepped up and helped us all out and all the board members and flag officers and PC Jim Crooks on the house committee with myself and Commodore Neil LeBlanc helping out where he could. It was, it was an adventure to say the least. And hopefully we're, we're going to get through this uh, coming out better than most. Just to give you a little background, I don't know if you want to go there yet, but we just did a little bit of a an improvement at the clubhouse. We went ahead and opened up some do- outside dining areas, oh, great. Uh, I- yeah, individual family dining areas on the porch. And we have capacity for about just over 30 people right now. And our normal inside capacity is about 150 people. Oh. So once we get back open inside, we should be able to, you know, if it's 50% capacity, we'll get back up to around 70, 
75. And when we go back up to 100, we're good for up to 150 people. Excellent. Talked about it a little bit already, but but Album Art Book Club, it's obviously a book club. Describe it in more detail and and, uh, and where it is. Where's the location? Well, it's uh, I can say it's on East River Road at south end of the island. I guess the address is 28817, if I remember correctly. It's right uh, across uh, East River Road from the airport. It's been there since the 50s. And the the entrance is is the entrance just off uh, right before Hickory Island then? Yes, it's about a a mile or so before uh, Hickory Island. It's uh, just before you go over the smaller bridge there. Not the one onto Hickory, but the one, you know. Oh, the one that was just fixed. Yes. So we're right before that. There's Hoover's right there. Our driveway is adjacent to Hoover's. Okay. Yep. Uh, about the name. So I've seen the name Elbamar all over Gross Hill. There's a, a road on the, the west side of the island on the other side of the airport. I, I heard that Ransom Olds' home over on Elba Island uh, was named Elbamar at one point. How, does, how did the, the club get the name? Well, I think that goes way back to when the club was built. When they acquired the property, they it was just going to be a boat basin and they decided to uh, to build a clubhouse. So all that land when they purchased it was all marshland. It was just a big swamp marshland. Hmm. And they built the clubhouse. They had to give the club a name. And Elba Marsh just didn't sound right. <laughs> so I think they just cut it short and called it Elbamar Boat Club and it it stuck. Oh, great. At least what, that's the history I have. <laughs> yeah. What what year did it did it open? 1953. 1950. Well, it was actually founded before that, but it actually, it actually became, I think officially became Elbamar in, in 1953. 53 was our first year for a Commodore. We bought the property in 1938, actually. And then we built the club starting in like 52 and 53. The township said we needed to build a club if we wanted to uh, acquire that land within a year. So that's what we did. And then we finished it in 53. That's when we decided to uh, designate someone as the Commodore. So that's our first year officially as a club with a Commodore. Wow. It goes back a long way. Yes, it does. So as a club, is it very formal? No, I think we're, a, I would know, like a blue collar club, I guess you might call us, but it's not formal at all. Everybody enjoys coming in. Uh, you can come down and work on your boat and, come in and have a cold one and a, and a burger at the restaurant. And as long as you got shirt and shoes on, you're, you're pretty well good to go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Elvamar is a little bit like cheers. I mean, it's, um, it's a pub um, or maybe what you might call a, a beer and a shot kind of of bar, but uh, it's casual, but we have a pretty diverse um, group of members that belong to the club. And uh, you know, we have roughly 500 members on average. And, uh, that includes both full and social members, but, uh, it's pretty diverse, but I, I think Jim's right. A blue collar type club is probably the best way to describe that. Obviously you just mentioned the, the memberships. What kind of memberships are there? There's a full membership, um, which, um, entitles you to actually put in for a, a dock and, and actually own your own dock and, and you can put your boat there. And then there's also a social membership where uh, folks can join the club. They wouldn't, you know, keep their boat there, but they could come in, you know, enjoy the club, you know, have drinks, you know, take advantage of the restaurant, 
you know, any social events that are going on there. Um, so we do get a lot of members from other clubs that are social members at Elbomar and vice versa. Um, I think the full membership right now, I want to say is $1,800 roughly, um, which would include your initiation fee, your dues, and, and what we call a script card, which is $100. And, and I believe the social membership is still $375. That's $275 for your dues. And then again, another $100 covers your script card, which you would use at the club to okay. purchase, you know, food, drinks, clothing. We, we do have a clothing a showcase, if you will, for clothing. And, and sure. our, our auxiliary, usually somebody within the auxiliary makes sure to take uh, responsibility for uh, ordering different types of clothing uh, that has the Elbomar logo on it, typically. And it, you know, it includes uh, T-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies you know, jackets, that type of thing. So you can use your script card to buy any of those, that merchandise as well. Okay. Um, how do you get more information about joining? I think you've, you've talked to Craig Catellus. Um, I know yeah. he's, uh, he's our membership chair, though. I think he might be stepping aside and somebody else may be moving in that position. I'm not sure, but uh, on third, I think it's every third Thursday of the month. You can between, I want to say seven and nine o'clock, um, it's membership night where you can come in there and meet with the the chair and and you can um, you know see the club and you can actually fill out uh, the application and and you know get uh, get get the, the wheels rolling as far as you know membership goes. Oh, that's good to know that and that that's probably not running as usual right now. Um, maybe contact the club. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's Jim. Am I on target with that? Where it's it's every third week or I think you're right there but also you might want to mention anytime you want to come into the club if it's not on that third Thursday of the month there's also a packet that we will hand you that gives you all the information including the numbers uh, and what the club is about and you can take it home and and look at that look it over and see if you're really interested in joining or not Uh, I can speak a little bit for this too, uh, is we're trying to update the uh, website to have the the new membership committee on there and with a contact info and you can get in touch with them. And and we might also want to add that full and social members, we do have a full service gas dock at the club and all members are entitled to use uh, fueling and pump out at any time that uh, we are open. Oh, and I'm sure that's important. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as we talked before the interview here, I, I'm not a boat person. So, so mm-hmm. uh, this is a lot of this is all new to me. I, I mm-hmm. find it fascinating, really. So the restaurant, how would you describe the restaurant? And is there a minimum that members have to buy or are there any, any things like that? No, I would say there's, there's definitely no minimum to buy, but we just have right now a newly renovated kitchen and a, a new chef that just started the end of what about how many months ago four months ago five months ago and she's quite the chef she puts out some great food and like i said the kitchen has totally been remodeled so she has a lot to offer and the club has a lot to offer with that but no there's no you don't have to spend any amount of money in the kitchen you but you remember you get that hundred dollar card when you join also and that's good for the food from the restaurant and and also ben just important to point out or to clarify, you know, it's, it's for the members. So access to our kitchen, you know, as far as the dining is for members or their guests, it's, um, 
you know, it's not open necessarily to the public per se. So just want to put that out there. Absolutely. Right. We're, we're in January now. The, uh, we're actually recording this in December, but, uh, when, when this publishes, it'll be January and we're getting closer to fishing season starting and the, the walleye will start coming up and people are going to be looking for marinas and, and launches for the boats. So we talked about the ga- the fuel. We talked about um, uh, a few of the, the boat services. What kind of services are there for boaters? Well, again, you're going to have to be a member right. to enjoy our services. But along with the gas dock, we have pump-out facilities for the, for the boats. And again, we said the restaurant. We have uh, shower rooms, the bar, of course. And everybody likes the gas and pump out. That's it's very handy. It's right off the water, and our gas is always very reasonably priced. So th- those are some of the things that we have to offer. But again, that's it's for members and affiliated members only. And then uh, Albemarle always has quite a busy schedule in the summer. You know, twenty twenty is the exception, of course. But what? Assuming that we get back to a normal 2021, what sort of things should we expect to be happening at Albemarle for members? Well, you know, I think a typical uh, season for us or a year for us typically starts out with our change of watch in, you know, in January under normal circumstances. Um, and that's where, you know, the, the new Commodore is, uh, you know, brought in, uh, officially brought in um, in that position along with the the um, vice commodore, the new vice commodore, and of course the fleet captain. Another big uh, event that we have is the dockage meeting in, in March. That's an annual event where all the members come to the club and it's where you, uh, based on seniority, you vie for either your first dock or to make a move to another uh, location, another dock within our harbor. That's a, a huge event for us. And actually, typically earlier in the year, we have our Commodores Ball too. It's usually in February this year. It's being it's been rescheduled for later in the year as a result of everything that's going on. Um, but that's that's one of our our biggest events that we typically average probably two hundred plus uh, guests at those uh, at our balls. It's it's fantastic. Everybody gets dressed up. It's very formal. You're in tuxes. The women are you know in evening gowns and and the Commodore celebrates, you know, their new position. So that's, that's huge. A lot of the other things that we typically do during the year includes bus trips earlier on in the season, um, which this year, you know, may or may not happen. They, they usually happen in the early months before we actually launch the boats. So that would be anywhere between typically February and late March, maybe early April, maybe. So where would those bus trips go? That's the fleet captain organizes that and that's their responsibility. So when you're talking about the flags, of course, you've got your fleet captain and then from fleet captain, you know, you've got your rear Commodore, then your vice Commodore and then Commodore. So the fleet captain's responsible for that. And they can, they typically coordinate with the Commodore to establish, you know, what trips we're going to make to other clubs typically. So we'll, okay. we'll actually lease a bus, a large, large bus. Mm-hmm. Some and quite often two, and um, and then we'll travel to anywhere from two to three clubs in our area, make a day out of it. It usually lasts from say noon to six six o'clock somewhere in there. Those are a lot of fun, and then we typically you know have our our scheduled club runs for the year, which are you know are established again by the fleet captain working in conjunction with the commodore, 
than the the actual uh, uh, regattas that are scheduled for that year, which are planned ahead of time. But this year, it's it's hard to say what's going to happen. Sure. So those regattas then, those are are where sail off to another another club to visit. Correct. Yep. So um, by boat. By boat. By right. boat. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, um, Chris, I don't know. Do you want to comment on that? So in a general year, uh, with us being affiliated with AYC, they do five runs to other clubs and they, and they call them poker runs. Cause, uh, the premises of it is when you go to these clubs, you get credit for your attendance and they give you a, a poker card. Okay. And at the end of the five runs, obviously they'll award prizes to the best hand. If you go to all the clubs or, you know, you know even if you go to three clubs, if you have the best hand, they'll still award you. Um, in the the clubs will always alternate for the ones that you go to, and, and it is an AYC affiliated deal. So, with the affiliations of our club, with the AYC, the IOYA, and the uh, uh, YCA, the AYC is um, the most predominant for that we're involved with. It's the western end of Lake Erie, and it's a way for the western end of Lake Erie all the way from you know Wyandotte to Toledo. And even a little bit east of Toledo, it's a way for us to all stay in touch with one another as a boating community and, uh, you know, have rendezvous and or regattas about once or twice a month throughout the summer. And uh, that's the purpose of those whole poker runs or the regattas. Plus, the other thing, Ben, with the regattas, too, it's a great way for these other clubs, the hosting clubs, to uh, to use that as a fundraiser to generate, you know, um, income for their club. So all the clubs typically participate as, as much as possible as far as their members, you know, joining in on these regattas and, and we help support each other by doing that. Um, okay. So when we have our regattas, people come and, and visit Albemarle and it's, a, it's, it's, it's huge. I mean, there's a lot of folks that our harbor fills right up and, and likewise with the other clubs typically. Sure. I'm I'm used to the the term regatta being like a competition, so uh, it has a, a more of a it, these are more of a gathering thing and maybe yes. a social competition. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. And we've talked about those those organizations that have the reciprocal relationships there. So you'd mentioned the AYC, and I I forget the acronyms for the other ones. Um, but can you say more about those? Well, I can tell you AYC. Actually, AYC is uh, the one we participate probably the most in and that's uh, associated yacht clubs is what it stands for and it's basically 32 clubs strong and every year they put out a, a yearbook that they hand out to all the clubs that participate and it gives a schedule of all the clubs and how they reciprocate with each other what they have to offer and that's what you use it tells you the commodores of the club and all our officers and whether they have gas docks what facilities everything that they have and so we kind of go by that. ILYA does basically the same thing. They put out a yearbook every year that basically tells you the same thing. So you can stay in communication that way. Being a club member, you're automatically given one of these books if you want them. So it keeps you in touch with everything that's going on. And so the other the other clubs on the island that are part of AYC, those are? Yes, Grozio Yacht Club and Ford Yacht Club are both parts of AYC and ILYA. Okay. So those are all in there too. Right. 
we have all these boat yacht country clubs on the island and each one has a particular niche i'm sure um everybody specializes in one particular thing or or has a feel or something what it, what would you say makes Albemarle set apart from the others? Because it's the friendliest club on the river. <laughs> that is our motto. Yeah, that is the motto that we use. And like Neil said earlier, it's kind of like a Cheers uh, club, Cheers bar, or whatever you want to call it. It's hard to walk in the club and not be recognized. I don't care if you're a new member or an old member. You come in, everybody says hi, and that that's kind of what we have a niche for. Yeah, we're definitely a family-oriented club, um, you know, boat club. We really, you know, encourage families to to join and take advantage of the facilities. Um, there's a lot of members that were kids growing up at the, you know, at Elvivar, and I think Chris was one of them, Chris. Um, you know, but we've had several uh, of our members that grew up at the club as children, and now they're adults and they're members, and they've been with the club a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the members look out for each other. You know, if you get new members coming in like myself and my wife, when we first joined, you know, we didn't have a lot of hands-on experience with boating and we got, you know, a lot of help from a lot of members. It was fantastic. And people really, you know, uh, took us under their wing and, and got us up to speed. So that was great. It's a, it's a great opportunity for, you know, a family or somebody that wants to get into boating and, you know, and, and get in, you know, take advantage of the, of the experience that we have at the club. You know, and the other thing, too, is, you know, we we hope that we're responsible stewards for the, you know, for the surrounding waterways in the surrounding property. And as as Jim mentioned earlier, the the marshland, there's still marsh connected to marshland connected to the club. And, you know, we really try to take care of the property and and make sure that, you know, it it, uh, it survives and 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 uh, is there for future generations to, to, you know, to enjoy. I'm really glad you said that one of the one of the intimidating things about moving to Grosseal are the clubs. Um, you, you move onto the Island and, and a lot of people are members of the clubs and you're, you're not really sure what to ask about it. And, and so hearing you say that, you know, families are, are part of this and that it's, it's, it, you guys really make it sound like a very approachable thing, something that, that it is. shouldn't, shouldn't be as, as mysterious as I think it is to a lot of us. So absolutely. So I think that's really great. So we're, we're at the end of the, the interview here. I think, um, this is where I ask you if you'd like to make a wish for Grosseal. Um, would you like to, to contribute a wish, to, uh, for the Island? Yes. I, <laughs> go ahead. No, <laughs> no, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I, 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 I probably the same wish that everybody wishes is to get the free bridge fixed as soon as possible oh, and absolutely. keep us, and keep us updated, uh, as to the progress. And I'd like to see the township get together with the county and maybe do something about their roads. Grosiel's roads are in pretty rough shape in a lot of places. Yeah. And I know they're basically county roads, and maybe the township and the county could get together and do something about that. Yeah, and I think my wish would be hopefully the the old McClough Steel property um, in the in the inevitable uh, development that's going to take place there, I worry about what might happen there. And I hope it's not some type of, like we've probably caught, you know, caught wind of, uh, you know, a multimodal transportation facility, you know, and, and I only say that because I think, I think it could be an eyesore for a lot of the folks, you know, on, 
and uh, West River especially. But I just hope we don't get overrun by traffic if that were to happen. That that would be my concern that close to the island. That's for sure. I guess what I would have to say is I would hope that Grozeal uh, residents can realize what they have surrounding them as a resource uh, with the Detroit River and Lake Erie and maybe try to get the kids more involved coming out of school. At the end of the day, those are going to be Albemarle's future members. And for us to succeed as a club, you know, we have to keep feeding that. You know, you know that would be my biggest wish. Those are those are excellent wishes. I think I think everyone echoes those for sure. Well, I want to thank you so much for enlightening us today. I, I sincerely wish you good luck this year. I think everyone needs it. But running an organization such as you do definitely needs every bit of help it can get. And I appreciate what you and the club are adding to life here on the island. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Jim, Neil, and Chris and Albemarle Boat Club. We recorded this before New Year's Day, and they've since had the annual change of watch. Congratulations to Commodore Chris Purcell. I wish you the best of luck. If you're listening to this episode when it airs on January 14th, 2021, I will be giving a talk at the Virtual Rotary Club meeting tonight at 7 o'clock. You can watch from the Grossiel Rotary Club page on Facebook or get the Zoom link from there. On Facebook and Instagram, I've been sharing ways that you can support the podcast. Today's suggestion is that you yourself can make suggestions for episodes. Learn more by visiting WTDGI on Facebook or WTD underscore GI on Instagram. What's the Deal Gross Eel is recorded and produced by me, Ben Fote. You can keep in touch with me through the What's the Deal Gross Eel Facebook page or email me at whatsthedealgi at gmail.com. You can share episodes from Facebook or hear them from the website, whatsthedealgi.com. And of course, it never hurts to subscribe so you can get the latest episodes through your favorite podcast delivery tool, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and so many others. Our intro and credit music is Mocktails in the Rain by Anti Ludo, which is used through a Creative Commons license. Find more of his music on soundclick.com as Anti's Instrumentals. Thanks for listening to... What's the deal, Grosiel?